Deep in the caverns of your heart breathes a vision. It was put there before time began, long before you even knew how to dream. As the sun and moon were spoken into existence, there it was, waiting in anticipation, because it knew one day creation would yield its carrier. You are that carrier, for before you were ever born, God had a vision of who you would be and how he would partner with you. It's time you took ownership of that truth and unearthed your God-placed dreams. Are you ready? Ready to set sail and venture forward into the darker unknown, but astounding and unexpected as God reveals the way step by step? Are you ready to abandon comfort in exchange for God's wondrous and mysterious plan? Will you clothe yourself in purpose and discover who he created you to be? The choice is yours to make, but make it with haste, for the hour has come. The journey starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to Vision Chasers, a podcast about navigating purpose, calling, assignments, and what do all of those words mean? mean and how in the world do you go after your dreams with God and follow what he's asking you to do. So today we have an interview with Caroline Sumlin. I am so, so excited to release this interview because it has been such a long time coming. If you listened to last Thursday's podcast, then you know that I was completely stalled out in fear releasing this interview. I couldn't even get myself to go and edit it because I oh gosh, I just had such a distorted self-view and um, I really thought I did a really horrible job um, and was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I thought I sounded stupid. Um, I thought I sounded like I talked too much and um, I finally got up the gusto to go and edit the interview and realize that like, yeah, maybe it's not the most world-class interview on planet Earth, but it's still really good. And, and the reason I finally got myself to go and edit it is because the words that Caroline shared were so golden. Like I knew I had to like get it, get myself together to put it out there because she brought such wisdom to the table. But I just want to remind you before we get into this, that this interview is a year old. And so a lot of the stuff um, that Caroline will talk about has changed like the fact that she's had another baby who's quickly approaching a year old and and the business that we talk so much about in this podcast designed intentionally is in a it's in a limbo state so I want to say up front um her planners are not currently for sale but she has a ton a ton a ton of freebies on her site that that you can go and check out um some of which include the actual pages that she uses in her planner so I still highly highly encourage that you go to the website and check it out after listening um because it it really is such a treasure what she's created with design intentionally um but now she's pivoted she's pivoted into coaching and she's doing coaching around motherhood and how to simplify your life and focus on what actually matters and it's it's really really beautiful and we're going to have her back on. We're going to have her back on. I already have an interview scheduled with her. She's going to be back on later this season, but for now I wanted to make sure that I got out the gold from her interview last year because it's so so beautiful the things that she shares and I know it's going to bless you. So without further ado, here it finally is. I know you guys haven't been waiting that long for it, but I've been waiting a whole year. So here she is, Caroline Sumlin. 
Hey everyone, we are here with Caroline Sumlin. She is the creator of Design Intentionally. So welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy to be here. So for our listeners, uh, a lot of them won't be familiar with what Design Intentionally is. So can you give us kind of a quick rundown of what it is, what you're doing with it, the whole vision? Yes, absolutely. So Design Intentionally is a day planner company specifically for Christian women who desire to live on purpose for Christ every day. Um, so it is a planner. Design, it's called the Design Intentionally Planner. Um, so just like you might go buy a planner from Target that you can track your to, your to-dos and your, schedule your life, um, this is a planner as well. It is a monthly and daily planner, but what's special about it is that it helps you to um, focus on Jesus, put him first every single day, and actually intentionally plan um, your day with him um, so that you can ultimately live on purpose for him every single day. Um, so that's, yeah, I would say that's it. That's it in a nutshell. I'm sure I'll end up explaining a little bit more of it later, but if I had to give an ele- elevator speech, that would be, that would be that. <laughs> yeah. So when I first came across it, I was just so excited to kind of find something like this because there really isn't anything out there. And for me being someone who's constantly like has like a mile long to-do list and it's all like I'm putting so much on myself that I don't necessarily need to be um this really spoke to me as a really intentional way to kind of go about my day and actually asking God when I so often don't like what I actually need to be doing so at what point I guess did you kind of start to realize that there was a need for something like this Yeah. um, Well, I realized I needed it um, first and foremost when I was just like you said, you know, piling my to-do list, trying to do the absolute most um, and failing miserably at doing the absolute most, feeling completely stretched thin. And and like a lot of us do when we get, the more busy we get, the less we focus on the Lord, right? Um, It just, a lot of times it just happens that way. We can, we can love Jesus with all our heart, but for some reason we hit Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and we get so caught up in work and kids and you know whatever else is on our plates and we haven't spent time in our word we haven't consulted Jesus we haven't even taken the time to be like am i really even focusing on what he's calling me to do or what he's asking me to do or am i just giving myself things that i think are important and a lot of times because we're when we're not walking by the spirit or walking by our flesh we are then um, allowing our feelings and our emotions to drive our decisions instead of allowing Holy Spirit to. And so I realized I was doing that. And I knew in a moment I had a complete overwhelm and a complete like, nah, nah, nah. that's really how I felt. I was on my couch and I was like, what do I do? I, I can't figure out why I'm so overwhelmed, why I'm so anxious. And the Lord was like, because you're not focusing on me first. And who told you that you had to even be focusing on all these things that you're doing? I never told you that you had to cook five-star dinners every night. I was literally trying to cook like five-star dinners every night because I thought that's what I needed to do because I was a new wife. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was a new stepmom too. So I was like, I have to be perfect. But he never told me that. And I was focusing on the wrong things, you know? And so he really just kind of like sat me down and was like, rewind. I ne- Where did I ever tell you in my word that you needed to be Miss Perfect in all these different ways. Why are you focusing on these things that don't matter? What the, the issue is that you're not focusing on me and living for me. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything else should be added unto you. And so I was like, okay, well, hmm, yikes, I need to get it together. And so um, in that moment, I happened to be printing out like 
planner principles because I'm a kind of a planner nerd. Like I've been that way my whole life. So I was like looking for a new planner and I looked at this planner. I was like printing. I don't know what printable it was. I printed out a printable and I looked at it and I was like, it said my to-do list. And I was like, that's part of the problem. Your planner prompts you to think about yourself. And I was like, what if I had a planner that prompted me to think about the Lord first? And so I just ended up crossing it out. And I was like, what if I, what if this said God's to-do list? And then I was like, wait a minute, what if my planner helped me live for the Lord? And so I just ended up like all these ideas flooded to me. And I just took these ideas down and I kind of drew something and I showed my husband and I was like, look, look, babe, look what I came up with. Look what God showed me. And, and I felt like, you know, maybe there was something out there like it. So I actually started looking for a Christian planner. I figured, some, I figured somebody else had already figured this out. Apparently no one else had figured this out because I kept Googling things and except for planners and verses on them, not everything was the same. It was, a, it was just a Christian planners usually are just, you know, to-do list schedule. And then it might have a verse on it, but nothing actually said God's to-do list, plan your day with anything like that. So um, I felt like I had to jump. I just had to do it. I had to, I had to make the planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, going back to what you said um, about having this like to-do list and I'm was very much here too, which is exactly why I now use your planner um, because I was just killing myself. And, you know, I think it was when we spoke the first time when we spoke kind of preparing this um, interview and what we were going to talk about when, after I got off the phone, like God just started like speaking to me and I actually hadn't bought my planner yet. I had been planning to for like ever. And God's just sitting there like, come on, like, what are you waiting for? And, you know, he said so clearly, and I shared this with you, he was like, you know, we can do this your way and we can like stress out about every little detail and we can have mile long to-do lists and you can like constantly be not getting done everything you're supposed to get done and feeling bad about yourself for not doing this mountain of things that you did. He's like, we can do that. Like, you're still going to get to the end game. I mean, you're going to be stressed as all get out, like getting there, but we're going to get there. And he's like, but there's another way to do this. And that's you hand this all over to me. Like, I tell you what you need to handle every day. And we just take it day by day. And one day you're going to look up and like not even realize how far you've come and just been, be like, wow, we just built this whole thing. And I didn't even know it was being built because I was only focused on like, the three to four things that he asked me to do each day. That's and so it, fun. yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, like this last week, it's like no stress. Like I'm not, I don't know. I haven't been stressed out or anything. And even like one day I didn't finish my God to do list and I was beating myself up over it. And like the next day he was like, Megan, I knew you weren't going to finish it. That's why I gave you today to do the rest of those things. Like, this isn't, you know, he's not a taskmaster. I'm exactly. really learning. Yeah, that's something that I actually um, try to communicate a lot to is just because it is a to-do list doesn't mean it's a religious task list. And there's yeah. a difference there, you know, because a lot of people will, you know, I don't want people to take it the wrong way and be like, oh, I have to do these things to please the Lord. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. It's not like that. He's not over overlooking us and being like, you need to get these things done in order to earn my love or my forgiveness or my mercy. Like, oh no, 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 no. It's just that when we, when we completely surrender to him and, and, and let him tell us like what to do, 
there's just so much peace because we're not figuring it out anymore. You know, when I learned that I needed to hand my, my life over to the Lord, because I, even though I had believed in him, I wasn't living for him. And when I had that moment of surrender to completely live for him, I realized the difference was letting him literally like take everything and do everything. And I didn't have to figure it out. I just had to follow him, you know? But I think what we forget sometimes is that we have to do that surrender on a daily basis. And that's what I try to communicate to, you know, anyone who um, I'm so honored to have that actually wants to follow design intentionally and, and be a part of the community is my message to everyone is that we have to surrender every single day. We have to recommit every single day. The, the Bible talks about taking, um, that whoever wants to follow Jesus will take up their cross daily and follow him. And so I think sometimes we think we have one moment of surrender. It's like, okay, we've surrendered. We've done it. Great. And then we wonder why, you know, two weeks later we look up and it's like, wait a minute, why do I still feel the way that I did? Like, I thought I gave my life to Christ. I thought everything was supposed to be better. Oh, because we literally have to have that moment of surrender every single day and pray that prayer and ask Jesus to take over every day. And if we don't do that on a day, then he's not going to make us do it because we're not his puppets. You know, he's, he's just, he's going to be like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and wait for you to come to me. I'm here when you want me to come. Are you going to do that your way? Okay, that's fine. I, lo- I love you though. I, I, that's what I feel like, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm rambling, but that's essentially, you know, what I like to talk about is just that it, it's an everyday surrender and that's why the planner is daily. Yeah, definitely. That's like one of the things he's been teaching me. I like, it's only been like, what, two, two weeks since we've talked last? Like, and I've been, I don't know, my life has like drastically changed. I feel like through just this being more intentional with my everyday. And one of the things like, I've been super into Hebrews 4 right now, which was that um, chapter, it talks about rest and how you actually find rest through faith. And like, God's been showing me, that how I was doing things, like I had faith, like I believed that I could do all the things he said. I believed I could start a podcast, that I could get listeners, that I could, you know, run a large company one day, that I could speak at conferences, you know, all these different things um, that I had no problem believing. But he started to show me that the reason, like the reason I believed it was because I had faith in myself, not in him. I knew that I had the ability to do the work to get the things done. And that's why it was easy for me to believe. And so he's now like shifting and this isn't for everyone. Cause that's, it's very opposite for my husband, right? Like my husband like needs to go do stuff to prove that he has faith. And I'm like, you know, but he's showing me, um, through this process that like by surrendering, surrendering my everyday tasks and just kind of, living in almost a tunnel vision of like just today but that's how I'm giving him faith because now I'm not like well oh gosh like vision chasers is like you know relaunching like this week and I don't have my website done that I was planning to have done for the relaunch and it's like I can get in my head and be like god when are we going to do this we had plans to do this but that's not me having faith in him. That's me having faith in my own ideas and my own plans. And he's teaching me like, Hey, like it's going to get done and it's going to get done in my timing. Do you have faith to believe that I actually know what needs to be done on a day to day basis and in what order? Mm, That's so good. 
um, he's definitely doing a lot of that with me as well. So we're right on the same page <laughs> with design intentionally as well. So I could, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your journey with, you know, stepping into this because you're a special education teacher, right? I am. Yes. So what's, what's it look, ugh, what has it looked like to go from special education teacher to entrepreneur? Well, I'm still a special education teacher, so it's more like special education teacher and entrepreneur, I guess. (laughs) And to be honest with you, I have a really hard time calling myself an entrepreneur. I really do. I guess I own the company. Yes, I've got the legal stuff down, all of that stuff. You know, it's it's legit. But for some reason, I have a problem calling myself an entrepreneur. Um, So when people ask me what do I do, I'm like, yeah, I'm a special education teacher. And I leave it at that. I don't tell people I have a company. I don't know why I need to get better at that. But um, I guess the journey itself, it really, um, I guess I look at this, I personally, I've looked at design intentionally as more of like a passion project. I guess I'll feel more like I'm an entrepreneur when it does become, come to the place where hopefully one day it will be, you know, this amazing, wonderful, huge company. Um, and it's the one, it's the number, it's the only thing that I, that I do as a, as a living. And if it doesn't get there, that's okay. That's not the goal. The goal is to glorify the Lord. But, um, I will say it's definitely, it's been a challenging journey and it's been one where just like you said, um, I had to completely surrender like what my ideal timeline was to God's timeline. And as a result, everything has taken much longer that I would have, I mean, when I first started, I was like, great, this is going to happen like right now. And I just really thought everything was just going to boom, 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 boom. As I, and I, and I, and because of all the roadblocks and all the challenges and things that I hit trying to get this thing off the ground, I was able to learn so much about God's perfect timing and about doing it when we do it. The thing about it too, is when we do it his way, then it's done the right way too. Like if I had actually continue to rush the process and continue to do things my way, the way the planner looks now, it wouldn't have looked, it would have looked horrible. It would have looked ridiculous. I would have made so many mistakes and just completely flopped. So we have to realize a lot of times that when, when things aren't happening in the way we want them to in his timeline, he's, he is protecting us. He knows we're going to fall on our face if we don't follow him. So I would have fallen on my face about a million times. I would have had some crazy looking planner. It was going to look like, it would have looked like a textbook. You would have, it would have just looked because I didn't know how to get it. But I had to really like learn like the process of printing. I had to learn like all these different terminologies and weights of paper and binding and what's the difference between publishing and printing. And there's so much to learn. And in order to do this in a way that's going to glorify him, because I truly believe we glorify him with excellence, you know, um, that it had to, it had to be done slowly. There had to be months that I had to completely take off because I was pregnant and then on maternity leave, you know, and I, I couldn't focus on the business. Um, and so there's just been, it's just been such a, a, like a Lord, it's just you. I'm just along for the ride every single day and whatever you choose to do, Lord, you choose to do with it. And I'm just here to be, I guess, obedient. You know, the moments I think about quitting, I realize that that would be disobedient. So I'm here to be obedient and just follow his, his lead. Yeah. It's, it's just so awesome what you've built like you know and it's it, it's so god inspired like i think anyone who stumbles across what you're doing on instagram like it's impossible to not recognize that like immediately that it's this is something that god wants out in the world and he's going to make it happen and he's going to take it so it's just really cool to be able because i started following you like 
I mean, near the beginning of your Instagram account. Oh, um, really? Oh, thank you. I don't know. I don't, I don't keep track. Honestly, I really yeah. I don't keep track of Instagram. Like, I'm not that person that's like, oh, who's following me now? No, I'm not either. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's been cool to like kind of watch it slowly grow. And I feel like every time I like, you know, go back to check in, it's like, oh, more people know about design intentionally. It's really exciting. And hopefully even more after this podcast. But so this whole kind of stepping out and doing this has really been an act of trusting in God for you. So what does trusting in God actively look like for you? And, you know, how does it kind of intertwine with, well, you kind of already talked about how it intertwines with your day. So we'll just say, you know, what, what does it look like to really trust in God with your day to day, with the business and, you know, on a personal level? It's so it actively looks like a lot of prayer, to be completely honest with you. It is a lot of step back and re-surrender moments, step back and wait a minute, Lord, I trust you, not myself. Um, a lot of times it's repentance because then I take off and, you know, be like, God, I trust you. And then I do stuff that shows that I don't trust him because I'm flawed and I'm human and I'm struggling just like all of us are. Um, and so it's, and it's, oh, it's stepping back. Um, but I will say, especially with planning, um, you can, you know, yes, the vision of design intentions, you sit down and you write in your planner and you, and you, and you're, and it's led by the Lord as far as what he's calling you to do for that day, et cetera, you know, on your God's to-do list is especially is, is driven by him that, you know, you might jot the rest of the things that you just are on your mind down on your mind to-do list. And like you said earlier, you may, not get everything that I'm on God's to-do list. Maybe none of that. I've had days where none of that happens. And I'm like, wait, did I not live intentionally for him? And what that looks like is like you, you then still surrender that, that planner page. I, I inspire people to, um, not inspire, encourage, that's the word. I encourage people to pray over their planner that day after they've planned and then still surrender those plans to him. Because just because he tells us what he needs us to do. He doesn't always tell us how he needs us to do it, you know? And so then it's literally like, I know that this needs to happen in some way, shape or form. I don't know what that's going to look like. And I'm trusting that it'll, that it'll just happen. However you need it to happen. And not that we're going to sit down on the floor and then just like, like literally sit all day and twiddling our thumbs like, okay, God, make things happen. Not like that, but that we just take the steps and we take steps and we take steps and we're not overthinking the little details because he has those little details under control. And then if something doesn't happen the way that we thought he told us it needed to happen or the way that we thought we heard or whatever, that's okay. It doesn't mean that we didn't hear God right. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means God may have changed the plan. He may have altered some things. It just may not have happened that way. Just like you said, he made room for another day. He just wanted it on our radar. Who knows? But it's not letting fear and doubt and uh, self-loathing and all those negative thoughts that come into our mind that are the complete opposite of trust, you know? And so we have to kind of actively combat those thoughts and feelings, which are of the enemy in order to keep trusting the Lord. Yeah, that's like my daily life. <laughs> okay, we don't, I don't have to hate myself for mm -hmm. all the things I didn't do or, you know, worry about what, how far I am. You know, that's something that comes up for me a lot is, oh, I thought I'd be further by now. Why did 
I thought I would never have to take a month off. And I got to a place where I did. I had to take a month off. I about lost it. I'm like, I'm going to do it right this time. And then I didn't do it right. And I had to take a breather. So it's that you're right. It's that daily, like, okay, let's, let's work this out. You know, especially for people who are more inclined to put a lot of pressure on themselves. Cause like I said, like my husband's not that person. He's not putting a ton of pressure on himself and that's great. And God deals with him in a totally different way. But for me, this is how I have to learn, um, you know, which is, I think a lot of times that's women too. And I, 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 we need to be more open and vulnerable about that. Like we need to show that side that's not Instagram pretty that says, Hey, like I legitimately struggle with this every single moment of every single day. You know, it's, it's sometimes like, sometimes I don't even like want to like post to Instagram. Cause I'm like this, I don't feel worthy of this or I didn't have it all down today. I didn't even write in my own planner today. I made the plan. I'm writing it today. How, who am I to post or who am I to talk or who am I to say whatever, whatever. But that's what we need to be sharing. We need to, is I don't think there's one person out there that could tell you, oh, I don't struggle with faith at all. I'm just perfectly just in tune every single day and I always have trust in it. No, 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 you, you, no, sit down. That's not true. Like that's, you're, you're fooling yourself because we all, every single one of us who love the Lord so much still are going to have daily, sometimes hourly trust battles and struggle battles and enemy battles that we're going to have to consistently fight back with truth. And my only hope and desire is that the planner just kind of helps you to remind, helps to remind you to do that as you go throughout your day, because you can use it as a check-in system and look at your planner and say, oh yeah, that's the word that God had for me today. Oh yeah, that was my prayer for today. Oh yeah, I do need to spend time with the Lord today. I committed to that time because I thoroughly believe that when we try to do it all in our own effort and we don't utilize tools that God has given us to make things easier for us, whether it's a planner or whether it's an app or whatever the case may be, and we just try to do everything ourselves, then we we're just setting ourselves up for failure, you know, in, in a way. So I just, I just hope that the planner or whatever system you choose to do, we use it. You'll use it to help you just turn back to the Lord. Every single time you feel yourself drifting off that you have that system that will help you turn back and go back to him. Yeah, that's so good. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, motherhood with you. Cause I know, you know, I, th- I think this is pretty common, at least from what I'm hearing from a lot of especially female women that are stepping out and doing something like one of their primary primary goals in stepping out is to be able to be a stay at home mom. And I know that's something that God has you shared um, when we spoke last time that God had spoken over you. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience when God told you that you would be a stay at home mom and what this season of kind of preparation looks like for you? Yeah. Um, well, when he told me I was going to be a stay at home mom, I was actually 22 years old and I was a senior in college and I was getting ready to go be a journalist somewhere. Like that was my, that was my major. And I hadn't started the application process and starting to put my reel, reel together, but that was like the season where I needed to start doing that now, or I was going to, you know, never find a job. And, um, 
I was also in a very interesting transition season because I had just gotten out of a very abusive relationship. And um, in that moment of finally waking up to the Lord, knocking me on my head for the last two years, because that's what he had been doing, just like knocking me on my head, like, girl, if you don't wake up. <laughs> so I was just, I was just doing the most trying to be, you know, in an abusive relationship and not waking up from the fact that it was an abusive relationship and doing things on my way and nothing was working. And so I finally woke up, finally broke up with this man and had this moment of surrender. And in that moment, like of me literally on the floor in my apartment, just crying and praying and surrender and be like, Lord, I have it your way. I can't do this anymore. I fully surrender to you. I don't want this life. I want your life. It was almost like I woke up from that moment and I sat there and I was like, I'm not being a journalist. No, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to do that. And I just had this vision of me being a mom and being at home specifically. I had a vision of me being at home. I had about three kids. I don't know. Um, and I was, I wasn't working. I was work. I was working as a mom, you know, but I wasn't working as a journalist. I wasn't working at anything, but I was home taking care of my kids. And, and I felt this overwhelming sense of peace and joy and desire to just do that my desire for journalism left. And, and if you knew me, you knew that I was journalism. Like I was, I was the president and, and, and executive producer of like the journalism show thingy on campus. I had been doing journalism since I was a junior in high school. I was missed. I would had all these internships. Like I was literally missed journalism. So the fact that all of a sudden the desire for journalism completely left me and was replaced with desire to be a mom. Oh, I knew that was only the Lord. That was him giving me the desires of his heart for me. Um, and so, which then became the desires of my heart. So I knew to not step into that career. I didn't know what it was going to look like though. I didn't know where, what I was going to do. I was literally ready to graduate. I didn't know what I was going to do for a job. Um, all I knew was that I had a job that, I mean, I had a part-time job at Apple. And so I just continued to work there until God kind of spoke more about what to do. But yeah, so fast forward now, that was, I don't know, how old am I? That was in 2012. So Fast forward to now, I'm still on a stay-at-home mom, but I am a mom. Um, I became a mom, I would say, rather quickly. I met the man who was going to be my husband later that year in 2012. Um, and uh, we started dating a little bit after that and eventually get, got married in 2015. And I became an instant mom because I have a stepson. So my, my husband had a child very early. And so my stepson was 13 when we got married. So that's very not what you're used to, like at 20, how old was I? 26, I think, like 20, 25, 25. When we got married, I wasn't expecting to become an instant stepmom when I met the man who I was going to marry, you know? And so life took a complete turn that I just was like, wait a minute, what's going on? But it's something that I've desired and I've loved ever since. And so I ended up becoming a teacher and I'm still a teacher. Now I have a 16 month old daughter and I'm still on a stay at home mom. Yet I know that God has, has given me this promise. I just, I've had to surrender and trust. Like, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's not something that's financially feasible for my family right now. And I have to faithfully serve my family as a working mom now, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And I find myself a lot of times getting hung up on the whens and the hows and tryings. And I'll be looking online and Googling all these different ways to stay at home and work from home and do this and do that. And that thing ever works out because it's not how God's intending it for it to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's when I step back and I'm like, yep, God, that's right. It's in your timing. Whoops. Sorry. I did it again. <laughs> um, that I finally have peace and I just continue working. And I just, I trust that it's going to happen when he says it's going to happen. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. So during this time of like, you know, you are a mom right now and your heart is so for being a mom. And I think that's a lot of women, right? Like I love my kids and I want the best for them. And I want to give them all of my time, a lot more time than I can currently give them. And I don't want my to-do list or my, you know, building vision chasers or whatever to get in the way of them. So, you know, coming from that perspective, you know, being a mom who has a heart to be a mom and starting this company while also working as a special education teacher, how do you balance and keep yourself from burnout and discouragement? Like, especially when the end goal is motherhood. Mm, That's a good question. Um, if I will, I'll be honest with you and say it's very hard. I do get discouraged a lot. Um, so let's see. First thing I do is I look at my daughter. When I look at her, God uses her to soften everything to that. Like that he shows me like she is the reward. One of the rewards that he has given me. Um, in my obedience, you know, kind of reminding me like, you're being obedient with staying in your job. You're being obedient with starting a business, you know, and just putting, I, I look at the, the, the phase that I intentionally is right now, like as, as we're just continuing to plant and sow, you know, we're planting and sowing. We're in that early phase, things are starting to sprout a little bit here and there, but there's a long way to go with that, you know, but um, but as a result of obedience and still living in surrender and not doing things my way, I can look at her and just see just the, the whole why for everything is just her beautiful smile. And so that's part of just kind of like what helps me. Um, and I, 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 re, I, every day I, I want to do a lot more than I'm able to. I end up having a lot of conversations with my husband. Oh, I didn't get enough work done today. I didn't get enough work done today. And then what I do is I just sit there and I'm like, you know what, Lord, but that's, that was how you intended it for it to be. I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't get a lot done, but I got done what needed to get done or what you said needed to get done. And that you knew that was going to happen. That was your timeline. That's okay. And I sit and I breathe and I focus on the fact that he has, God has given me a husband. He's given me children. You know, there's, there's of course, myself as well and design intentionally is not my only purpose it's not my only thing that I'm supposed to be doing I have assignments all around me you know I'm, I'm supposed to be um, a, a good wife who respects and honors her husband and loves him and and also um, a mother who um, is devoted to her children so my children are in front of me that's my purpose when my husband is in front of me that's my purpose so if the work isn't in front of me right then and there, the business is in front of me or my job, if I'm not at work, then, then I'm not there. I'm where he has me right now. And so that's sitting with my husband and enjoying him or whatever the case may be. And I think just stopping and being in the moment he's given me really helps to ease those negative thoughts that try to come over me and convince me that I'm never going to make it because I don't ever have time to do anything because <laughs> that's not true. That's a lie of the enemy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that that comes up a lot of what you were saying about, you know, we have multiple purposes. I think it's easier, easy to kind of forget that. And you get so caught up, at least I have in the past of like, well, this is my purpose. This is my calling. I need to be, 
you know, making sure that happens because, you know, you can think, well, once I get this off the ground, then I'm able to be home and spend more time with my kids, or I have more resources that I can do more with my kids or, or whatever it may be. And it gets so easy to like, look with that tunnel vision as like, I have to get there in order to get all the things that I want. But you then within that process, you forget, oh no, I do still need to pay attention to my kids to be with my spouse, whatever it may be, because that's still your purpose now and killing yourself to try to get to the ultimatum of what God has in store. Like, I mean, I am guilty of almost killing my family on more than one occasion (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I was just tunnel vision to get out of the nine to five or whatever, you know, whatever it was, but it's, it's so true. You know, we, we really have to stay focused on like all of our purposes. It's not just the one thing. Like if you have a child, you are purposed to be a mother. Like God gave you that child and he gave you that child for a reason. Like Foster is my son for a reason. Sybil is my daughter for a reason. And Avery is your daughter for a reason and not mine. (laughs) And it's like going back to that trust of like, we trust that he has it all figured out whenever your business takes off and you're able to stay at full time at home with them or, you know, whatever, whoever's listening's future might look like that, like silver lining that you can see off in the distant future. It's like, God knows when that's going to happen. And that's going to happen at the exact right moment for that child. Like when the child needs you the most is going to be the exact moment that the waters break and you're able to stay home. That's so good. And it's also, I, you know, I really didn't start the business to be a stay at home mom, actually. Um, my, I've always, in fact, I've said to my husband many times, if I had to drop the business to be a stay at home mom, I would do it instantaneously because yeah. I, I was always imagined myself being a stay at home mom just because my husband would just have whatever job he had and supported us. Um, so it's not, it's, it's interesting because God gave me this business and I never actually put the two together. I never really did. Um, in fact, if anything, I would just like, well, it'd be nice if it was the only thing I was working on because I'd have more time. But even if I was, you know, if the if design intention is able to grow in the way that I'm praying that God has purposed it to grow, and technically I'm, I could be a work from home mom, but I'm still going to need help. I'm still going to need somebody yeah. to help me with the kids, you know, or, or those kinds of things. So I'm still would be a working mom. It would just be looking a little bit different. So technically it's not the exact way that I imagined it. Cause I just imagined that I would just not work and just be with my kids and God's like, well, yeah, but I actually want you to start a business. And I'm like, wait a minute. That, <laughs> that wasn't cause entrepreneur was never an interest in mine. I never wanted to start nobody's business. I'm not a business person. I don't mm-hmm. like business. I don't like numbers. I don't like business talk, business ease, business language. I don't like any of it. So it's actually completely the opposite of what I feel qualified to do. And that just, of course, is usually what God does, you know. Um, so it actually would be looking a lot different than what I originally imagined it. But now both of these things are desires. Design yeah. intentionally, this, this vision he's given me is such a desire, but also number one desire is to be a wife and a mom and, and that will always come first. But these moments we have in front of us, we can't get those back. So regardless, yeah. you know, that's another reason why the planner is daily because God has purpose for you right now. His purpose isn't over there somewhere and you're fighting to get to the purpose. He has purpose for you then and he has purpose for your future, but he has also purpose for your today in your right here and now. 
And so it's when we focus on the right here and now purpose that, like you said earlier, we then are able to take those steps to get to that future purpose. When we're so tunnel vision towards the future purpose, we're missing everything that he needs us to focus on that's right in front of us. Yeah, that's so good. Well, uh, thank you for sharing all this with with us. I am... Uh, thank you for taking the time to kind of talk to us today. Um, I think we're going to close this out with kind of a lightning round of questions. Okay. My kind of vision with this lightning round, I know at least for me, it seems like the things that don't get talked about as much are like fears, like lies of the enemy, you know, things you wish you had known before. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the how-to and the, you know, encouragement. There's a lot of encouragement and I love encouraging, but I have found, at least with my personal journey, is, you know, hearing the hard stuff from people has actually been the most helpful to make me feel not so alone. And that's kind of my goal with Vision Chasers is to create a community of people who just are like, I'm not the only one and we're going to get through this and it's all going to happen and we're figuring it out slowly together. So these questions are kind of to that nature. So we'll just jump into it. What is your biggest fear that you've had to overcome or maybe you're still overcoming? Mm. So I would say uh, it's a still overcoming sort of situation. Um, and you know, it's, well, there's, it's twofold. So I would say personally, my biggest fear is a fear of abandonment. Um, and that is something that just on a whole other level and a whole other situation is something that I have to consistently um, pray about and overcome every day, every single day. And it's probably something I will deal with for the rest of my life. Um, but it gets, but it, it consistently gets better. And abandonment is tied to the needing, the need to be perfect and all that extra stuff that I deal with, um, and then anxiety and stress. And I do, I do deal with anxiety, and I do deal with stress, and I do battle depression, and um, and all of that stems from feeling like I need to be perfect, and I feel like I need to be perfect so I won't be abandoned. That's where the fear of abandonment comes from. So it's like a train wreck, kind of. Um, and it's it it's been a very difficult fear to consistently overcome every day, but um, but God is good, and it's happening. I would say in business, um, the fear of what if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't work? <laughs> you know, or just, just something along those lines. This is never going to happen. You're never going to make it. You're not good enough. All that stuff that we love to ourselves are all, you know, legitimate real, real fears where I'll come upstairs and be hysterical and tell my husband, like, is this never going to work? I'm never going to be able to make it. I'll never be able to go. I can't, this is stupid. And da, da, da. Or I found this planner and I realized that this person over here actually is planners better than mine. And I just, just flip out and go crazy. And that's because that, you know, that those are fears and lies of the enemy. And I have to, you know, oftentimes overcome that every single day. Sometimes it's through not going on social media and not posting as much and risking losing audience members or risking not being as engaged or whatever, just so I don't fall into those traps and lies of the enemy. Yeah. How, how would you encourage someone who's dealing with similar fears that you do? Mm. So with fear of abandonment, it's that God is never abandoning you. People may abandon you. That that's, that's real. Okay. Like 
Um, for me, I dealt with, I mean, my fear of abandonment stems from being adopted. So if anyone out there happens to be adopted, holla, shout out, hit me up. You know, we can be friends. Um, but seriously, adoption, adopted people do have a lot of um, psychological trauma that they go through. And it's not actually recognized until you're an adult, like what you're actually afraid of. And so a lot of that trauma is some sort of abandonment issue, even if you don't, even if it happened when you're at, when it was at birth and you've been with your parents your whole life, there's still going to be some sort of psychological trauma there. And so if you deal with something like that, um, like me, or you just have fears of abandonment for other reasons, um, it, it's, it's, it's recognizing that while people may abandon you, God never does. And people, people are not God's love. Like that's something that's, that, that um, is totally like, I think a lot of times we we're like, well, if God loves us and why did he allow this or why did he allow that? And it's, it's recognizing that God, God's love is eternal and sovereign and amazing. And he loves you. And he's always with you, no matter who abandons you. If you're, if you're all by yourself, if you've been abused, if you've been hurt, if you've been abandoned, that's me. I've been all of those things, abused by men, abandoned in adoption, all of it. And yet that is when I was able to cling on to God's love the most and realize that no matter who else abandons me, he never abandons me. He loves me. He finds me perfect. He says I'm beautiful. He says I'm called. He says I'm righteous. He says I'm insert these things here. And it's learning what Jesus says about you. So that's what I would encourage as far as that fear is concerned. Um, and then as far as that, you know, comparison fear and the fear of you'll never do this and you never do that. Um, I would, I would say, first of all, you have to be like, okay, well, what, what if that does happen? And what, if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, if your dream or your whatever, I'm, let's pretend like you're in school right now and you want to graduate. I mean, what if, what if you never do? What if something happens and you fail everything? Then what, what does that mean? What, what, why does that such a bad thing? Could that possibly be God's, God being able to turn something into your good that you could have never imagined? Could that possibly be a part of God's plan? I think that's part of the trust part. If it never happens, if you never make it, if you never do whatever you think you're supposed to do, then that fear shouldn't exist because we're trusting God so much so that if whatever we think is supposed to happen doesn't happen, we know that that's because God's plan is better. Always. And yeah. so I would be afraid of, I, I would say, let's turn that fear into fearing God so much that we're, we, don't, we don't even want to risk whatever is not, we, in fact, to the point, I'm sorry, to the point where we pray, for whatever's not supposed to happen, Lord, take it away. And, and that's where I've gotten with, with everything. I've gotten to that point with business and with like, if Lord, even with my husband, I was like, before I walked down the aisle, I was like, husband, I was like, Lord, if my husband and I are supposed to get married, take this man away from me right now. Because I had to be to the point so much that I wanted Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is like will more. And I wanted Jesus more than it doesn't matter yeah. what I want. It matters what Jesus wants. So you have to kind of be okay with things not working out because if they don't, then you trust Jesus so much that that's okay. Yeah, that's so yeah, good. If I answered that good or not. No, you did that. It just takes the power out of fear, mm -hmm. you know, when you take the time to like actually like put truth to the lies that you're hearing, then all of a sudden, like you kind of realize how little they actually matter. Like all the things you're afraid of, all the things Satan's been telling you, they're either blatantly not true or they just don't matter. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to sit back and like laugh. Like, I mean, more often than not, when I sit there talking like about things that I've believed or, you know, you know, if you're anything like me, like you just have those days that you kind of just spiral. 
mm-hmm. and then you come out of it and you're like, I just let Satan take me out for an entire day mm-hmm. over something stupid. Mm-hmm. Like that was dumb. <laughs> and right. just, you know, facing everything with truth is like the fastest way to realize like Satan's not that smart and he's not like he's just using the blatantly obvious things to try to attack you with. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna attack you with those small things too, and those things that are um, that are very much like personal to you, you know. Yeah. So I think a lot of people oftentimes ask me like, well, how do you know if it's Satan or if it's the Lord or whatever? Um, and if you're being attacked in a place that met that that is so like it really just hits your spot you know what i mean because it's so like personal to you then you best believe that's the enemy because yeah. he knows what to do to get to that little spot and and when we but when we desire jesus more than anything else to the point where whether we win or lose it doesn't matter because we have jesus then that's when we are untouchable to yeah. say and so i encourage people to um and it's going to be a lifelong journey but i encourage us, all of us, to continue every single day to just try to get to that place where you desire Jesus more than you desire anything else. And it's yeah. going to be a battle. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be a struggle. There are going to be days where you are like, but I really just want this. <laughs> you know, like, but I just, but I want you, Lord, but I also want this too. There's going to be days like that. There's going to be days you can't feel him. It's going to be a lot of troubling days with that. But as long as you are making an effort to be like, Lord, this is how I feel, but I truly do want to know you more and love you more and desire you more than I desire any of these other things. Then God will take it from there and he's got you and he's, he's protecting you. And that's all, that's all that, that's all that needs to happen. Yeah. And you bring up an interesting point, you know, how do you know something's from God or Satan? Cause sometimes you're like, what's going on? And I've found like Satan always accuses mm-hmm. no matter how he's saying it. Cause sometimes God says no, and it doesn't feel good. Like, just because it doesn't feel good doesn't mean it's not from God. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like, accusing you, like, God never accuses you. Like Right. But that's so true. That's good. That's just my tidbit of information to add to that. Um, okay, so what's something that you wish you would have known before you started design intentionally? Hmm. I mean, I really wish I would have known how to print a planner <laughs> <That's true. laughs> if I could really be honest with you I would have just loved I spent like a year figuring that out <laughs> legitimately a year like how do you make how do people make spiral bound notebooks and it's something you see every single day and you're when you but you want to make it and you're like oh my goodness how do these people find people to make these things this is crazy why can't I find this anywhere um so there's that so uh just like a little humor but I guess um the other thing I would have um that's a good question I would have loved to know that there I think I would have loved to know that there's more I didn't really know that there was a community of like Christian entrepreneurs um and I would have liked to know that I always I had only seen just like I don't want to say the word like secular, but like, you know, just like non-Christian specific entrepreneurs. I had seen that. I had been in the blogging world. I had blogged other times, et cetera. So 
I had kind of worked my way into this world and not because I was blogging because I want to be an entrepreneur. I was just blogging to blog, but because of that, I had been kind of exposed to other entrepreneurs, but I had really until I started design intentionally and started putting myself out there that I see that there was a lot of other Christians doing similar things. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I wish I would have known this. <laughs> I wish I could have just started this community or just jumped into this community before even launching this, just so I could just learn and be inspired and encouraged and just not feel so alone. So I, yeah, I, it was a world I didn't really know existed until I kind of got going. Yeah. Are there any communities for a listener who might be listening saying, wait, I didn't know about that. I want to get in, get involved with something like that. Are there any communities that you found that you really love um, that you would suggest? Yeah. Um, I've been getting really inspired by like some of the smaller Christian communities because those of us that are still kind of like growing, I guess you could say. Um, I've got to look, I'm really horrible at remembering who people are, like what their Instagram handles are. I can never remember. I just look at you and I'm like, oh yeah. So um, the, the girl who does my, um, she doesn't do my, but she makes Bible tabs and planner tabs. And so she actually makes, um, she made some for this last version of the planner. And then when I send her the colors for this version, she'll make some and she sells them off her shop. So if you ever buy a planner and you're in need, need of some tabs, hit this girl up. Her name is Lindsay Walker. She has an amazing ministry online. Um, there's this other girl. She, her blog is called Transparency Blog. I don't know. She's just fire though. I love her. Like I love everything about her. She's, her name is Hannah Hobson, but her Instagram handle is Transparency Blog. And she's just amazing. I love her heart. So I would definitely recommend following her. Um, and I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to like look some more, but those are two that kind of like stick out to me the most. I mean, there are like the bigger ones, like she reads truth and those kinds of things. Um, but I actually find myself sometimes a little more, I don't say discouraged, but because those communities are so big, it can feel like, Oh, I'll never get there. Or, yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not powerful like they are. And I can find myself going into comparison syndrome, but there's so many others of us that are just as powerful that have a smaller audience and a smaller community. And I find those to be more tight knit and close and like snuggly. And I, I like snuggles. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like even, you know, going through who I was reaching out to for interviews. I mean, there were people uh, who I follow who are great, who have like a bajillion followers, but I found myself being drawn to the people who had, you know, a thousand, a couple thousand, you know, nothing crazy because of that same feeling of like, okay, like I feel like these people could really become family. And if they aren't already, I mean, one of my best friends I met through the internet and we still haven't met and she lives in a different state. And that's so cool. We talk all the time. I mean, she just texted me five seconds ago, actually. I'll also say pray. Yeah. Um, her name, this girl, her, she goes by, um, her name is Alex, but her Instagram handle is pray, play, paint. I think pray, play, paint or play, pray, paint. It's one of those three words, just type them in different order. So you get <laughs> her community is amazing. And she's yeah. less than 10 K um, and she doesn't, she doesn't do, she's not, she doesn't have a business. She just does it because she just loves people and she loves Jesus. And she just yeah. wants to like, just pour her heart out into the community and girlfriend is amazing. So I highly recommend her too. 
Yeah, that's and, awesome. And we're like friends now because of Instagram, and it's really cool. What, what I love it. Use it when we use it for God's glory. It's amazing what it can what, what can be done. I know, and how you can connect. I it blows me away. Like, mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with having over 10k followers, but it's just so cool how the smaller um, communities can really you can really make some friendships there. Yep. Um. Do you have any encouragement or impartation that you want to share with our listeners? Well, one thing I always like to encourage people is I have a lot of people that ask me like, well, how do you know like what your purpose is in God? Like, I just feel like I don't have any purpose. I feel like I'm lost. I feel really disconnected from the Lord. I, I see that you're out there being connected and how can I get connected to God? Like you, I'm just really struggling in that area, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and one thing I'd like to encourage you is, well, two things. One is that you don't have to know a specific purpose that God has for you to live on purpose for God. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's not about, okay, well, I found my purpose. God has called me to this and this is what I'm going to do. Um, it's okay if you don't know that. He's, he'll reveal it to you when the, when the time is right. And, and he does have purposes because I, I fully believe there's, there's overall, you know, spiritual calling on our life. And, and that's going to look like various different purposes, you know, in our lives and, um, and he'll reveal things to you and when he wants to, and he'll take you through seasons in your life where you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is what it's been all along. And there'll be seasons where you have no idea what it is. But the whole point and, and the one thing that's God's will for all of us is to love him and to desire him more than anything else, more than that dream that you have, more than that vision, more than, more than your kids, more than your husband more than, than your career, just more than all of it. We are to desire him first for the will of, in, in Thessalonians, it talks about that we're supposed to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. I said that backwards, but um, that, and then it says that that's the will of those who are called in Jesus Christ. And, and that truly is where it starts. You know, once we're focused on just loving him and desiring him, then all of those questions and fears and wonders and the who am I's and the who am I called to be's will begin to unfold. But if we are idolizing, finding that purpose or having a purpose or whatever it may be over Jesus, then he's not, he's going to withhold that from you until you get to the point where it's just him that you desire. Yeah. So we have to get to that point first. Otherwise, we're always going to be stuck in this circle of what is it, what is it, what is it? And then he's going to say, to go, well, until you love me more than you love everything else, then that's it. You know, I, I want you to want me first. So that, that's, my, that's my biggest, if I could just shout that from the, from the rooftops every day, that's what I would shout. <laughs> How good was that, guys? How awesome. 
is Caroline. So I wanted to hop on here real quick, just quick little outro and remind you that Caroline's life has changed, that this, this episode was recorded a good year ago. And so Designed Intentionally is in limbo, but her website is still very much live. So you can go to designintentionally.com, grab your freebies, grab your um, sample sheets of the planner, go and get all of those things. They're amazing tools that she's put out. And then also, I wanted to share with you where you can find her now. So if you go on Instagram, where you can find her best is Caroline J. Sumlin. Designed Intentionally is still on Instagram at Designed Intentionally, but it's not as active. So if you want to really be keeping up with, with Caroline and what she's doing and what she has going on and all of the wisdom that she has to offer, Caroline J. Sumlin is where you're going to want to find her. So I hope you love this episode and I can't wait to have her back on and to just show you guys like what pivoting successfully looks like and, and just how much she has to offer and, and how much she's learned to, to be able to see someone's journey is so exciting. But for now, we will catch you next week.